0: Luisa Elena. Hello. That's how you like to be called, right? Yes, sir. Not just Luisa.
1: No, I mean I'm not picky. <laughs> but if you ask, my preference is Luisa Elena.
0: Okay, you're like Father Christopher. He like he prefers Christopher, not mm-hmm. Chris. Mm-hmm. Now you are the youth minister. One of the youth ministers at Saint Martha.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I'm one of. I've been there for a year. Uh huh. Um, so we have two youth ministers. So I focused on middle school. For last year, and then this shall I'll be doing middle school and confirmation year two.
0: Okay. And then you're also a parishioner here at St. Faustina. Yes. Now, have you been here since the beginning or in the middle? Or? Yeah.
1: So actually, um, since the school. So I think it had been a few weeks, so it wasn't very, very beginning since the town meetings, but yeah, since the school.
0: Did you grow up here in Houston?
1: Yeah. So I was born in Venezuela. Okay. Um, and we moved here when I was eight. Um. Oh,
0: eight. So you do have some memories, Mm -hmm. lots of memories then.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I went back um, for my 15th birthday. So definitely have some memories then. Um, But yeah, we moved here when I was eight, moved to the same house I live now. So
0: you you still have friends from when you were eight years old that you still connect with?
1: I have one. She currently lives in Madrid. Um, But yeah.
0: And you can speak fluent Spanish.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our parents did not let us switch to English at home. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. We first started learning English. My siblings and I would like talk to each other
0: in
2: uh-huh. English,
1: and you could hear from downstairs. My parents would be like, "Espanol."
2: <laughs> oh,
0: so that's a rule at home.
1: Yeah, and they would text to Spanish us in Spanish. Home. Yeah, my mom would make sure I was reading in Spanish, and thank God I'm so thankful for it because I'm completely fluent. Uh huh. Granted, there might be some grammar errors here and there, yeah. but pretty yeah.
0: You could get by.
1: Oh, more than get by.
0: More than get by. Yeah. So you can pass for uh, somebody who's been speaking it. At- Fluently, who gone to...
1: Well, yeah, because I have. Like, yeah. I I really have, and it's uh, it's great. Very blessed, especially um, at St. Martha's. We have a big Hispanic community. Yes. Um, So being able to speak to the parents has been a gift.
0: Oh. Now, did you grow up Catholic?
1: Yeah. So born and raised. Um, I was baptized in Venezuela.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, The other day, I was actually looking at my baptism anniversary. just happened, August 22nd. Wow. <laughs> awesome. So baptized in Venezuela, and then I did my first communion here at St. John Vianney. And then got confirmed um, at technically St. Lawrence. So I did it through the university. So those big adult confirmation masses, I think it was at St. Lawrence.
0: So it's been part of your life.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Growing up and all of that, it's always been there. It's
1: always been there. Was it always practiced?
0: (laughs) Could okay. always been
1: there. Yes.
0: <laughs> now you and I have a, you have a, have sort of a connection when it comes to Saint Faustina.
1: Yes, we do. Um. So yeah, we actually the first time we went to Saint Faustina, my mom and you worked at the same school. Yes. And she was
0: my assistant principal and I was teaching SPED at the time.
1: Yeah. And I y'all rode together for something. Yeah,
0: I think it was some kind of professional development or something. I rode in uh-huh. her car, yeah.
1: And she had the rosary hanging I so saw the rosary, yeah. We all have rosaries in our car. Like my mom has always said, like, Mary protects us when we drive. Like uh-huh. um, so we had she had the rosary and you mentioned something, like, oh wait, are you Catholic? Well, there's this new church yeah. <laughs> happening, and I
0: was so high on Saint Faustina <laughs> being new. Yeah, I was like, God, it's so exciting. We've got this new parish. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you're like, and the pastor's great. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we went. I mean, I don't think it had been even a month. Uh-huh. Like it was very, very new. We hadn't didn't even have Spanish mass yet. It was.
3: Oh
0: I think at this point wow, we yeah. just had the
1: vigil in like one or two on Sundays.
0: Yeah, it was two on Sundays. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so yeah, you invited us and. So I can blame you. <laughs> good blame. Very thankful. Very thankful.
0: <laughs> so if anybody here at St. Faustina is like, oh, Luisa, she's getting on our nerves. Yeah, you blame just blame Rudy. Rudy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not me. It's And Rudy. it's
0: been ever since.
1: Oh, ever since. Hooked.
0: That's awesome. Hooked, yeah. Your your parents, they, do they go other places or it just no, all depends?
1: It's it's Pretty been here. Um, St.
0: Faustina.
2: Yeah.
1: So when we started, because when we moved, we used to go to St. John Vianney because they uh-huh. had a really good Spanish Mass. Okay. And it's it's kind of farther um mm-hmm. than like for example St. Bart's or Epiphany, but we really just enjoyed St. John Vianney. We had good friends, like our only friends at the time that we knew here in Houston went there, so it was it was kind of like a family thing. They're our adopted family.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um so we went there and little by little it was just the drive was a lot. Um and so we started going to Epiphany but didn't love it as much. Um and I think also just in the faith journey. We were in that point.
3: Okay. Uh, Yes.
1: It wasn't that much of a priority. Um, But yeah, ever since St. Faustina, we were hooked.
0: And then you went, when you were in college, you went to St. Thomas.
1: Yeah. So I went to the University of St. Thomas here in Houston. I studied, I have a degree, I have two degrees, a bachelor's of business administration in accounting and a bachelor's of business administration in finance.
0: Okay. And what, what were you looking at becoming upon graduating? Um,
1: yeah. So I started as a tax accountant. So I worked at a mid midsize firm um, and really enjoyed that. But after my internship was over, I probably saw myself more in corporate finance. I had a really good family friend that works at Phillips 66 in okay. the finance department. And I thought, well, maybe that. God had other plans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How did this happen? Yeah. How did you end up at St. Martha?
1: Oh, um, yeah. So, oh, we're getting into it. Um, yeah, I love it. So we, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And at the time of COVID, I was working at the tax firm. Okay. Internship ends. And I still had like a year. At that point I was registered to the MBA right away. So two years. Okay. To graduate. And so I was like, this is perfect. I'll graduate. I'll take some time, um, focus on school. And then when I graduate, I'll get a job. Um, You know, and I loved, I really did love accounting and finance. I was the president of the accounting society, super involved in the business school. Uh Um, But at the same time, I was was here all the time. I was really involved in campus ministry. So internship ends. And like two weeks later, I get a phone call from the director of campus ministry, uh, Nicole Labadee. And she's like, hi, how are you? At the time at uh, the University of St. Thomas, one of the beautiful things of being at a small Catholic university uh-huh. is they had, they assigned all the students to a specific staff member and they all checked in. So every mm. student enrolled got a phone call, okay, personal phone call by someone you had some kind of relationship with.
0: Oh, um, and this is after graduation.
1: No, so I was still.
0: Oh, you were still in, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, this was my junior year. Okay. And so I get a phone call from Nicole because I was involved in campus ministry. Uh And she's like, hi, how are you? And so I go checking in Um, and she's like, well, do you, she kind of mentions that they're hiring for an intern um, to be in campus ministry and kind of like oversee a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, And she was like, you keep coming up in prayer. And I was like, well, I actually just left the tax firm. Okay. Because she knew I was at the tax firm. Yes. Um, And she's like, well, you should pray about it. So I prayed about it and like two weeks later, I said, yeah, like I started working. I said, yes, pretty soon on. But I said yes and um, worked in campus ministry. And again, just while I'm in college, this is great working at school. But when I graduate, I'll go back to the finance.
0: It was just an extracurricular thing. Yeah,
1: totally. I mean, and I, I, at that point I had already been here as like helping with life teens. So in my brain, I was going to graduate, work in accounting and finance, make a lot of money. Uh-huh. Uh, and be here on the weekends financially, be able to like give scholarships to kids who like want to go on retreats and can't afford it, or like, uh-huh. you know, I had the whole plan figured out.
0: So ministry was really just on the side before mm-hmm. for you,
1: totally, totally. Um, and I, I did love it. So like mm-hmm. looking back, I'm not surprised I'm doing it full time. Um, but it was never part of the plan. And so I was working in campus ministry, and it kind of came. This was junior end of junior year, so senior year came and really felt called to leave, um, like that idea behind of accounting and really, really? do ministry full time.
0: Yeah. Was it something yeah. that just started to come to you slowly?
1: Or? Yeah, in prayer, and and it's something I really wrestled with. Um, so I was making my daily holy hour, and COVID for me was really crucial in like my faith journey. Like really. Yeah, because leaving the tax firm, I was able to go to daily mass again every day. I was. We, uh, here at San Faustina, we were doing the live stream for Holy Hour every day. Yes. And so me and my friends would help with the live stream. So I was here every day uh-huh. from three to four, making my Holy Hour, um, and talking, I think community. So having those friends who were always talking about the faith, how's God moving in your heart? How's your heart? Yes. Um, and so really felt called little by little to leave. And it, it was hard. There was definitely, was a huge struggle internally. Um, all of my brothers have business degrees. Uh-huh. Um, and especially I think as an immigrant, like your parents move to give you the best future.
0: Yeah. So they want to be sure that you're financially secure.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All your brothers. How many brothers do you have? So I have
1: three older brothers.
0: Older brothers.
1: Yeah. The Youngest and the only girl. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone, everyone, when I say that, they're like, oh, makes sense. (laughs) Whatever that means.
0: And they're all in business or finance of some sort.
1: Yeah. So the oldest the oldest two have already graduated. They both have MBAs. Um the oldest is he graduated in sales, I believe, was his bachelor from UH and then an MBA from St. Thomas. The second one graduated from a degree in marketing from Texas State and an MBA from St. Thomas. And the third one is working on his uh bachelor's in supply chain at UH. And so then I have finance and accounting. So we we really all dove into business. Wow. Yeah.
0: Did your parents kind of push you into that or did you all just ended up going that way? Not
1: at all. I remember when I applied to St. Thomas, I actually got in under the nursing school because mm. my dad had talked about nursing and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I could do that. And I, and I totally could. I even today I could see that like uh-huh. it's definitely something I enjoyed. I don't get grossed out with blood, uh-huh. but biology was not my thing in high school. Okay. Um, and I was always really good at math. So it was funny when it came to picking up the classes, I was like, can I switch to business? <laughs> so literally it was like a moment decision. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was funny.
0: You're still in college though, when you decided to, to kind of take that shift. Mm-hmm. So did you say, okay, let me just finish out this degree. And then?
1: So when I decide, I technically had a year and a half left because I was on track. So St. Thomas has a five-year program where you get your bachelor's and your MBA. Okay. And so when I decide, I really prayed through it. And so I actually stepped back from the MBA. Okay. So I only had like a semester left to graduate. Um, right. Yeah. Around the time. Cause it took me a while. This came up in prayer and it wasn't until, um, like Christmas time of 2020. And I graduated May 21. Okay. That I really was like, okay, God, I, I surrender. I'm going to do it.
0: So you're just going to finish out the degree and then move in a different direction afterwards.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so at the same time, I think working in campus, campus ministry really helped me with that discernment because I was using my accounting and finance degree. I was using the budgets. I was budgeting for, you know, the events, everything we were doing for retreats. Uh-huh. Um, and in ministry there's a lot of administrative work. So I think it's honestly it helps me and like gives that you me. Have that. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen how God uses it. So May comes around. No. Mm-hmm. So I started applying. May was graduation. So back a few months. Um, I started applying to jobs. And so um, I actually spoke with Brian Lennox. He's the director here in yes. San Amazing mentor. Come up to him like, hey, I'm thinking this. And he's like, of course, I would love to help you. So really helped me when I wrote my resume. He looked it over for me. Uh-huh. Um, he was like, these are probably questions you're going to get asked in your interview. Um, so just really, really great. And so I get on the archives' website. Mm-hmm. and look at what openings they had. There was a lot of openings because a lot of people during COVID had like left or yeah. um, got furloughed of every, you know, yes, a lot. That was a huge transition period for a lot of people. Um, and so I get on the website and I there was five that kind of drew my attention. And so I applied it to those five. And it was funny because the one that I least wanted was St. Martha's.
0: Because it's so far away.
1: Yes and no, because I applied it to the Woodlands too. St. Martha's was the only one that was middle school. Everything else was high school.
0: Oh, you preferred high school. Yes. What were the other choices? What are
1: they? at St. Anthony of Padua? the okay. Woodlands, so that was high school. Uh huh. St. Clair of Assisi, like near Kima area. Okay. And that was all of it. Um, St. Maximilian Kolbe, and there also the youth minister does everything. St. Martha, and the other one was oh I can't remember. What was it? oh uh, Christ the Redeemer. Okay. Christ the Redeemer. That was actually the first one I applied to. (laughs) Um, So you
0: applied to all five.
1: Applied to all five, interview all five. Um, And the cool thing, it wasn't all at the same time. So Christ the Redeemer kind of got back to me like, well, like we'll hire in a few months. So that one was easy to take off the list. Uh I ended up not even interviewing or anything. Okay. The other four I did interview all the way through. Um, So St. Clair of Assisi was the first one Uh that got through everything and um, got the job offer. Okay. And didn't have peace about it. Really? Yeah. And it was funny because I have a friend that lives really close to there. Uh-huh. And so I remember even texting her and I was like very open to it. I went, mm-hmm. um, but I prayed about it and I, it just wasn't God's will.
3: Wow. What but do you
1: if, tell
0: them? Say. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing about ministry was like, I really don't have peace about it. Uh-huh. And and I assured them, like, I'm going to pray for whoever God's calling here. Yeah. Um, But it was hard, Rudy, because this was the first parish and the other ones I'm still interviewing. So for that, I get no's from the other ones. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm left. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and so then St. Maximilian Colby came and that one was easy to say no to. Cause I had made the final round on the last two and that one I didn't feel called. Mm-hmm. I went and did, um, so a lot of times in ministry, your last interview is they come and have you run a night or something. Okay. Um, so like at St. Martha's, I went on a day retreat they had and I I gave a talk and then I was in one of the small groups. So at Maximilian Colby, they invited a bunch of the kids to the youth center, gave uh-huh. a talk, hung out with the kids. Didn't feel called. Um, I think I have a lot of gifts that resonate with big parishes. Okay. I can I can handle a big group. I'm I come from a big family, I come from St. Felstina. And I really like the pace of a larger parish. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this. And of course, God's going to k- bring me to like the tiniest parish in my next <laughs> job. <laughs> no, but I know I really do think that God, those gifts and and I've seen it in my life. And so the last two that I got the job offers, like at the same time was St. Anthony of Padua and St. Martha's. Mm. And I really wanted Anthony of Padua. Really? And I wanted to say yes, so bad. Um, the director there, um, he's... Like very, very well known in like the youth ministry world, uh-huh. gives talks. And I was just, he could have been an amazing mentor. I was. So what happened? God. <laughs> so I was praying and just really didn't feel peace. And St. Martha's kept coming up. And it's funny, like I said, I did not want to apply to St. Martha's. St. Martha's was middle school. I had like, I would help every once in a while here in Edge. But uh-huh. my big thing was always Life Team. I like uh-huh. confirmation retreats. Yeah. Um, and I was like, God, are you sure? But it was beautiful. Cause there's also signs towards St. Martha's, um, father, Richard McNeely, the vocations director, he would help at S- university of St. Thomas on Tuesday. So he gives mass there every Tuesday. Okay. So when I was working there, I was a sacristan and we got really close. And I, and even before then I, he would do retreats for us and everything. So I knew him uh-huh. and he had been a parochial vicar there. Okay. So he's like, Oh, St. Martha's would be great. You would love it. They would be so good. And like, just very encouraging. Um, Father David Michael, who was our parochial vicar here at St. Felstein at the time, Yes, he did pastoral year there. Oh, Louisa, St. Martha's, I could see you there. It would <laughs> be great. Um, and the beautiful thing is they never weren't posting it on me. It was when I was go to there, I'm like, this is coming up to prayer. I'm struggling. Uh-huh. And they would just affirm, like, I really do think it would be a community where you would fit in well. Mm-hmm. And it has been. So I I trusted God. I said no to Anthony Padawan. It was hard. Oh, wow. I remember just feeling when I got off the phone um, with the DRE after saying, like, thank you so much for considering me. But um, I feel like God's calling me somewhere else. Like, it was hard. And for a while, I was like, did I make the wrong choice? Did I discern wrong?
0: Wow. Like, I
1: really did think that.
0: Um, When did you know that it was the right choice?
1: Little by little, God just shows you... um, there's been so many graces at St Martha's, obviously, I think a transitional year is always hard. So my first year, there was a lot of hard things, but it was also beautiful and fruitful. The kids are the best kids i and they have my heart and they know it um, <laughs> it's just it's been so beautiful um. Also, uh, seminary and David Ramirez got assigned their pastoral year. And mm-hmm. I know him because he's the older brother of one of my best friends, Mariana. So the fact that he got there and it was both of our, I mean, his only year there, but my first year there, um, that was a grace. There is two women that work for liturgy, the director and the assistant for the liturgy team there, Mariel and Rosma. Mm-hmm. And that has been a sign of God's grace there. they They're my adopted Kingwood mom and aunt, and uh-huh. they call themselves that and they claim it. I basically live with one of them. Um, Not basically, I really do. (laughs) Um, And that I met them. Oh, funny story. How I met Marielle, the director. Okay. I had just said yes. This was in May. I said yes to Father TJ. And I tell him, I was like, can I start? Can my start day being June 7th? Because I wanted to wait till after ordinations. Because three of my friends, three out of the four being ordained that year were my friends and I wanted to be able to go to their first masses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also to have a transition out of campus ministry and take like a two week off. Period. Uh-huh. Um, And so at their ordination, I get there, we have a big friend group. And so, and we're Hispanic. We're always late. <laughs> 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 and so it's like, okay, I'm going to make that early because we really wanted to not be in the very bag. It's, yes. it's a lot of our friends. Yes. And so we get there and we say, and it was the first one, open I think to the public or I don't remember if it was still invite only after
0: COVID yeah
1: yeah and so we like finally so I get there and I reserve a pew yes so I put my stuff blah blah I'm praying and I get up to say hi to someone and when I come back Marielle's sitting in the pew oh I don't say anything because I told my friends I was like I'll reserve it but if someone gets there I'm not going to pass through the embarrassment of being like I'm sorry I have this reserved Uh because it's a whole pew it's embarrassing yeah yeah (laughs) And um, Gabe Castillo was sitting behind me. Uh-huh. And I think he said something or she just kind of read. Cause then she like realized and sees like all the, bags. I like had like spread out.
0: All the bags. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> my purse here. And then like, so she's like a scarf ooh, or something. Reserved, uh... So she's like, Oh, are you restoring? I'm like, yes, but don't worry. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. And she moves back. She moves to another view. Uh-huh. Father Richard Magnaley comes and he goes, do you know who that is? Do you know who you just kicked out? <laughs> and I was like, no, she's like that's a director of liturgy at Saint Martha's. <laughs> we have a saying in Spanish called "traga tierra," like eat me, floor, like the ground. Yeah. That's how I felt.
0: <laughs> it's like you haven't even started yet, and you're digging yourself a hole,
1: uh-huh. right? Yeah, that's like, okay. That's that's probably the perfect translation. And I'm like, okay, I just literally dug up my own grave. Um, and after Mass ends, uh-huh. my friends and I, every year, we have this tradition. We take a picture outside of the big, huge brown doors. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking a picture. Father Richard brings her to meet me.
0: <laughs> oh
3: God.
1: So not only did I just kick her out, uh-huh. but now here I am just taking a bunch of pictures of my friends. Father Richard goes, let me set, come here. And so I go and I meet her and she was just right away. Oh, I'm so excited for you. You're gonna bring the most joy. Like you're uh-huh. vibrant and you're so beautiful. Like just your joy, I'm so excited. And it's been that way ever since. Like she is amazing. She's a great mentor. Um, but yeah, that was my first impression to my <laughs> true, true
0: literature. For Christmas, did she give you like a little sign that said reserved for Louisa Elena? Maybe she should give you...
1: Oh, don't get her ideas. She would. <laughs> she would.
0: So take this wherever you go. Next ordination, take this with you, right? No,
1: that would be so bad. She would. No, She has that humor.
0: St. Martha's pretty far. It is. Herm and I, we drove out to interview Father TJ mm-hmm. recently, and it's 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 a trek. It's a trek. Do you drive out there every day?
1: Yes and no. <laughs> so I used to. Okay. Um, like I mentioned, Rose, my said I basically live with her. So right now I. So
0: it's a good what forty miles
1: almost, right? Yeah, a little more. So without traffic, uh huh, from my door to my office door, uh huh, it's like on average an hour and. 10 an hour and eight minutes.
3: without traffic.
1: Without traffic, okay. I've gotten really good at avoiding rush hour. There's some days that you just can't help it, and uh-huh. I've gotten like stuck in like two hour traffic. Wow, I learned my lesson, haven't done that since. I'd rather just stay there till like 8 p.m. Yeah, or leave early. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but like I mentioned, Rosma, uh-huh. she's she works on the liturgy team. She is an angel, she's God sent um, to me. Her and her family. So I stayed. We had a work camp, like my first month there. And we had this work camp where um, we had the kids. It's called Shine Catholic Mission Camps. Amazing group. But because of COVID, the kids weren't able to sleep there. Uh huh. So the kids were getting dropped off every morning at 8. And we had them until like 10 or 11 p.m. Oh, wow. And as the youth minister, you get there before. Y- of you course. set up. Yes. And you leave at y- late. You're yes. the last one out. And so her son was going on that camp, and uh-huh. so she mentioned she's like, "Hey, you're more than welcome to stay at my house." And they were remodeling at the time, so like half of the floor it's gone. <laughs> um, and so I did; I stayed with her that week, and hit it off really well with her, her husband, and one day her and her hus- she sat me down. She's like, "Hey, I talked to my husband, and like, there's we have two extra bedrooms. Like, please stay." Um, and she affirms it all the time. She's like, "Hey, like, because I." been looking to move out there. And she's like, uh-huh. you don't have to. And it's just been, it's been a blessing. And um, if so God wants- So just crash there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And if God wants me to move there, he's going to open that door because uh-huh. I'm very open to it, just wherever God leads me.
0: And you're still active here at St. Faustina.
1: Yeah. Not as much as I used to. Of course, because um,
0: it takes a lot yeah. of your time. It's
1: Yeah. For example, this uh, past weekend, we had a core team retreat here. Uh-huh. And it's the first one I miss because we had altar server training at St. Martha's. And Mm. that was like the realization of like, wow. But it's also so beautiful because I had so much peace about it. Like I saw the pictures like, oh, I want to be there with my friends. Uh But it was like, I was so happy and filled with joy doing what I was doing. Um, But yeah, so I used to be part of the RCIA team here. Mm -hmm. So I still help with the retreat because it's just one weekend out of the year. Um, But I'm not here every class anymore. I, live teen, so I'll sub every once in a while if they need a sub and I don't have live teen at St. Martha's. Uh I still go on the retreats.
0: What Uh is it about St. Faustina? Because you got you, you work at a parish Mm -hmm. and then Danielle is well. Mm
1: -hmm. She's
0: at the- um, St. Teresa's. At St. Teresa's, but still volunteers here. What is it about St. Faustina?
1: I don't know. It's the water. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, I think it's just so beautiful. I think for both Danielle and I, we had our like reversions back to the faith here. Mm. Um, it is so crucial. Father Dat has been such an instrument in my life. Because um, when, like I said, I was like, yeah, faith was always part, but like how part, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but in high school, like it wasn't the most important thing to me. And so when we started going to the school, there was always a fight to get in the car. My uh-huh. mom and dad are like, Hey, we're going to mass. And I was like, ugh. I don't want to. I don't want to go.
0: I remember saying that to your mama a couple of times. She's like, yeah, it's tough to get the teenagers awake and get them in the car. She would say that. Yeah.
1: And it was. We <laughs> fought. And oh my gosh, I respect my parents so much because they put up with that fight so many times. Because it wasn't every once in a while we didn't want to go. It wasn't every weekend we didn't want to go. And, and
2: those like,
0: first oh. masses were... I think they were 8 and 10 Mm o'clock at St. Faustina. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. They were. (laughs) Yeah, and at 10 o'clock, Father, Dad's homilies we're not sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was before we had Father David Michael with no, the short yep. homilies. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: But now I appreciate Father Dots homilies. I'm sitting yes. there and I'm in the edge of my seat and I'm like yes, amazed and I just take it in and I don't realize how long, I think I realize how long they are, but I don't mind how long they are.
0: Yeah. But when you're a teenager, yeah. the short homilies are the ones that you look for.
1: <laughs> but, but also when you don't care, you don't even want the short uh, homilies. Yeah, that's true. Get me in and out.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. So- I think for me, it was just so crucial in my faith. Mm -hmm. It was so crucial in who I am today. Um, I'm the youth minister. I am because of what I've learned here. And so to be able to give back, I think also the fact that our friend group is here. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a beautiful- Katie Young Adults. Yep. Um, And even then, because Katie Young Adults was formed through a friend group. Uh Uh-huh. And so our friend group all goes to Katie Young Adults. And there's way many other people that are amazing and we love talking to. But like- my my group, my core. Yes. Um, this is kind of home parish for almost all of us. And granted, we've seen that change. Now I'm at St. Martha's way more. Yes. Today I walked in and there was a lot of people like, I haven't seen you in like a month, and it, it it's true, I haven't been here in a month. Uh huh. Um, or you know, is now full time at St. Teresa, so she's here less, or mm-hmm. some of the people are starting to move more into the city, so it's it is changing, but I think it's always gonna have a special place in our hearts, and I think there's a gift in ministering with your friends. Mm. And I think it's a witness also to the youth. So for example, when yes. I did my middle school retreat, I brought half of my friends to come minister. Uh-huh. And it was a gift and the kids talk about it like, oh my gosh, and then there's these normal people and they're friends and they're Catholic and they practice their faith and they're young adults. And like, uh, it's funny, one of my kids used the quote like, oh, he's like cool and cares about Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, those things can go together.
2: <laughs>
1: um,
0: I did because I did notice that when uh, um, I did uh, faith formation for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I noticed there's this this group has an energy. Yeah, there's something about the energy of that of, of that team, that group of friends. Yeah,
1: and so I think also Katie, the youth minister here, mm-hmm. she's one of my best friends, and so of course when she needs an extra hand at retreat, if I don't have any, of course my priority is first St. Martha's. But if I don't have anything, I say Martha's. Mm-hmm. Well, it's my weekend off. Let me go on a retreat with my friends. Plus, <laughs> I love retreats. They're like the best thing ever.
0: Wow. You yeah. would think that, uh, oh, well, you know, let me take a break from ministering. But no, let, let me yeah. minister somewhere else. Wow. One day I'll learn that.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Probably not.
0: Now, you, I understand you are in some sort of discernment right now.
1: Yeah. So that was also a huge part of it. Um, when that call came to like leave accounting,
3: mm-hmm.
2: there was
1: also the call of being open to religious life. Okay. And that was really hard. Why was that? Because um, it wasn't normal to me. The only mm. sister. So I went to elementary school in Venezuela.
3: Okay. Um,
1: not even elementary. Because I moved. So I went to for like two like pre-K and kinder. Okay. To a school run by nuns. And it was beautiful, but the nuns, that was, that's all the exposure I had other than what you hear of none hits you with the ruler or Uh, like uh, the nuns are out there or, uh, cloistered or, you know, it's mm -hmm. only woman who couldn't find a husband. So it was, it was hard, I think, to be open, like not really knowing what it was. Um, but I had the gift that at St. Thomas, there was a sister, Sister Albert Marie and Sister Chow, and I had a class with both of them. And they were a joy. And they were so fun. Um, I remember Sister Chow, I had her class when COVID started. Uh-huh. So we switched to online to on Zoom. And she starts the class and she she tells us, she's like, I wanted to start the class with a background screen of a beach and like just my toes pretending I'm out on the beach <laughs> on vacation. But my sisters thought that that might scare y'all off.
2: So like, you
1: know, like the jokes, the, you know, we love pranks, like all of that. So yes. I... I started being open to it. Um, and so, yeah, that's...
0: It became more normal. It totally. wasn't this, you
2: know, and this crazy thing. And I think even thing. my
1: friend group, I, we had... I mean, Father Michael was kind of my first friend that was a priest because Father Dad loved him, but he was never a friend, you know, at that point. He was still... With the age
0: gap too well, yeah, and, and all that. he was that.
1: always just the priest that was at Ten Fasina and that's it. Uh-huh. But I think through my friend group, being friends with other priests, having my friends join seminary, see them discern, being yes. open seeing my friends be open to discernment and to the religious life. Um, religious and priests are normal people too, who uh-huh. just instead of giving themselves completely to a spouse, give themselves completely to the church.
0: Because we're talking in KYA, like we've got some some of the seminarians and, you know, they, they were, were somehow, you know, associated with KYA and yeah. priests now too, right?
1: Yeah. So like out of our, so when we started KYA, Father Dave Michael was the chaplain. So Father Dad told uh-huh. him, like, hey, we have a young adult group. Start yes. there. And so he brought over his friends. So now Father Chad, now Father Christopher mm-hmm. um, were over all the time. And we kind of hit it off, like, as a friend group. So, like, they kind of joined our friend group, too. So, like, even outside of KYA, when I would host dinners at my house, they were over at the house. Uh
2: huh.
1: Um, and then Keenan is one of my really good friends. And he entered the seminary. Yes. And then Mariana's brother, David, was a seminarian. So, of course, Mariana would invite him over. And at the time, now Father Luis was doing pastoral year mm-hmm. at St. Bart's. So he would come over every once in a while. Um,
0: so it's just a normal thing to have priests yeah. around and priests in your friend group. And-
1: yeah. And I think Father Richard saw like my, I don't know, work ethic or my energy or willing to help. I. Uh-huh since i was little anything even outside of the church is anything's like does anyone me i volunteered uh-huh, for everything yeah, yeah um i i can do every, that's that that was my personal like i oh yeah i'm not overwhelmed i don't have any I, i'll do more i'll do more
0: even just yeah. now like you know you're working at a parish and you're volunteering at another parish yeah.
1: but it brings me so much joy uh-huh. that it's so worth it um and i've gotten good of like knowing when i can uh uh-huh. like this weekend i could have technically come to the retreat on Friday and Sunday cause altar uh-huh. server was just Saturday. But I knew I wasn't gonna be present and I knew I needed to rest mm-hmm. cause I have a retreat coming up at St. At Martha's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, also finding that balance, but yeah, um, Father Richard would ask, started asking us for a few things like just helping events with the vocations office. So like seeing that, going to the seminary, oh, these are normal people. Yeah. And I think that was a huge shift. So like just being open to it. Um, so yeah. So part of leaving accounting was like, I think God's calling me to do this for the rest of my life.
0: So have you looked into different orders or convents?
1: Yeah. So I totally have um, feel as of now have a lot of peace that this is probably where God is calling me. Uh huh. Um, so just seeing where uh, being very open, not so in you're a rush. just going
0: to come and sees and stuff like that yeah, and not and in a
1: rush. Trying
0: things out. Yeah. If it happens, it happens.
1: Yeah. So very open, very, very open.
0: Now, your parents, when you made the shift Mm -hmm. from your business Mm -hmm. towards, you know, towards a ministry and possibly religious life, how did they react to that?
1: Um, I think they were shocked. Mm. I think it was, I'm the first one in the house to do it, right? Like all my brothers do business. Yeah. Um, My dad's a business guy. My mom's, uh. A vice principal, uh-huh. principal, vice, I lead, it's a different title now, but <laughs> leadership was something, but you know, yes. but working, um, and my siblings have always joked and said that out of all four, I'm going to be the CFO. I'm going to be the most successful. Mm. My personality, like I was going to be the head. Yes. I was going to be the entrepreneur. We talked about, um, the plan was always, I was going to eventually start my own business and they would just come and join, uh-huh. um, like we talked about an equine therapy center and like how they could, how, how their careers would fit into that. Uh-huh. Um, So they were, they were shocked and I completely understand it. I think <laughs> I was changing for me. It wasn't a fast, drastic thing because of everything that I was doing, mm-hmm. but it was all internally. And like my friends saw it and like, but at home, as far as they knew, I was still studying accounting and finance. Yes. I was at church all the time, but I was still studying accounting and so- finance. I was, tax interview. To them, it's of the, just
0: one day this just got dropped on them and yeah. it was, it was a huge surprise.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was the president of the accounting society.
0: Oh,
2: wow.
1: So I was, <laughs> I was getting job offers and companies uh-huh. wanted me. Yes. And I think, especially back to the, you know, being immigrants, you want the best for your children. Yes. And so making all the sacrifice that they did, huge sacrifices, leaving their families, everything, yes. their businesses behind to give us the best, I think.
0: And then you, yeah, of course, them. a lot of times you think, yeah, financially you want your children to be secure.
1: Yeah. And it's so unknown. You know, it's not like we have a bunch of sisters walking around here in Houston that it's like, yes. I feel like if one of my siblings were to be, oh, I'm thinking of being the priesthood, that might even be easier because you see it. Uh-huh. Especially now with, you know, friends come over to the house for dinner and the yes. priest, they're priests, they are coming in clerks. Um,
0: you think it's because you're the only girl too? Oh, totally. So if one of your brothers said, oh, I want to become a priest, it wouldn't be so bad because there are two other brothers.
1: (laughs) I don't know. you're the only
0: girl. It's like.
1: Um, I don't know.
0: And you're the youngest too.
1: I'm the youngest only girl. I mean, my mom and I, my mom always joked that when I move and have kids, she was going to buy the house next door. Because she always says that, you know, your grandkids, your son's grandkids are still yours, but they kind of go more with the mother's. But your daughter's grandkids, those are yours. You get priority Uh, before the other (laughs) set of grandparents. I don't know how true that is. But
0: now, so the immediate plan right now is you continue to work at St. Martha's, continue to volunteer here, and then you see where it takes you in terms of discernment.
1: Yeah, no, whatever God's will is. I love being at St. Martha's. I really do. Um, I've learned to love it. Um, Yeah, great staff, great kids. I love my kids.
0: Thank you for coming in and telling your story and wish you the best in your discernment and your career as a youth minister.
1: Thank you so much, Rudy. It's been a pleasure.
0: We will see you around here at St. Faustine and St. Martha's Yeah,
1: come visit anytime. We would love to have you.
0: Oh, we'd love to drop by. There you go. Especially
2: see Father TJ. Oh, he's he's great. He's hilarious.